everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to grab our uh, plaid. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly why it's plaid. I guess we're Scottish. Uh, it's plaid barbarian garb and fight off the Roman Empire in the tiny little game Romans Go Home. Uh, this is, is a one to four play. Wait, did you say Roman Go Home? I thought I said Romans, but maybe okay. there is one specific sure. Roman that I want. <laughs> it could to be go. just one. I don't know. <laughs> He's ruining it for everybody, and I want him and all his buddies to get out of here, but mostly him. Uh, yeah, this is a tiny little game, a one to four player game, uh, designed by Eric P. Vogel. Uh, the artist is Francois Bruel and Eric P. Vogel, and uh, published by several, but I believe the mo- main one is Vainglorious. I'm uh, just looking at my copy, actually. Mine is uh, Louis Mem is mine. But uh, Vainglorious, uh, I believe, is the uh, is Eric P. B. Vogel's uh, company. And so he self-published this as well. But anyway, this comes out in a lot of different uh, covers. But um, um, I think, I guess, it was published in France as well because that is where I'm seeing a lot of French publishing names. Uh, so anyway, you can see get this around pretty much anywhere, though. I've seen this in a lot of game stores. And, uh, yeah, you are going to be trying to uh, take your horde of barbarians and fight off uh, the Romans by capturing their uh, territories. And that is pretty much it. Um, so before we get any further, I guess we should probably exactly get into the deets of how this works. So, Alex, you want to take it away? I will take it away. All right. Everyone has their own deck of cards. Uh, everyone is given a deck of cards for their particular... I forget. It's not It's not plaid. It's what? It's a tartan? Is it a tartan? I can't... I, I'm totally screwing up. Yeah. I think <laughs> Something it is. Like I think that. it is tartan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a deck of cards, and they have nine cards in that deck. Everyone has the same exact cards. They're just colored differently to indicate that they are their cards. Um they're going to shuffle those cards, and every round they're going to draw seven of those cards. Uh, and at the start of every round, there's another deck that has all of the territories, which are essentially forts. Uh, this fort deck has 18 cards in it. It's shuffled up, and six of those forts are splayed out uh, next to each other. Uh, there are is a slight rearrangement that happens after they're splayed out the lowest valued fort is moved all the way to the left and the highest valued fort is moved all the way to the right so the first i believe a caveat over... to that too is uh the lowest positive value fort is moved all the oh, way to the is left. it all right i did I'm pretty i pretty sure yeah I, think I missed that last time but i i did right. as well but i was actually re-looking up the rules before we started and there was someone who was like um excuse me and so excuse i actually haven't even verified me. that but uh, some person on the internet was very serious about it. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> regardless of whether or not that's true, uh, the, it, the it lowest value is. Starts... I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the example right now. It is very true. So the okay, lowest sweet. positive right. value is moved to the front. the The highest value don't have to say positive because uh, there <laughs> aren't enough cards to make it that way. Uh, oh, the highest value is moved all the way to the right. Uh, you are basically going to be fighting over these forts one at a time, starting from the left and moving to the right. 
but to do that, you take those seven remaining of the nine that you have, and you choose six of them uh, to use. So essentially, you're not going to be using one of them. You'll place them face down underneath each one of the forts, so everyone has their own little area underneath all the forts. Uh, and what's going to happen is once everyone has placed their six, you will all flip over your card that is underneath the fort you're fighting over, uh, and you will essentially rank everybody's card. So each of these cards have values on them ranging from one to nine, not including eight. The number eight does not exist. Uh, there's actually two <laughs> nines, uh, which is just kind of weird. Maybe they, maybe they got lazy. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything cool for eight. I guess we'll just make it another nine. How about that? Yeah, whatever. Sure. Sure, we're done. <laughs> Slap it on, print it. Uh, <laughs> so you flip them over. You compare the values, although occasionally you're also comparing some of the, basically, the attributes of these cards. Certain cards have different powers. Did you say some the of them attributes? Might... <laughs> I did say the attributes, yes. <laughs> Like a tray you <laughs> a tribute a tribute yeah no just a tribute <laughs> right uh, <laughs> so you're comparing them some of them do things like uh, they will cancel out the highest value card and make it zero and it'll take the the card that canceled it out will take the value of the card it canceled so it basically essentially makes yours the best one while making the best one the worst one or it might do something where it swaps certain cards or other things if it if it, there's a tie it might just automatically win the tie normally in ties no one wins things like that uh, as you go along uh, the person who wins normally will get rid of any of their cards that they have placed down, but they get to take the fort and, and put it into their collection. Um, anyone who didn't win keeps all of their, basically their barbarians out there, and those barbarians will get added in value to future barbarians. So basically, if you win a fort, chances are you're probably not going to win the next one. And if you lose a fort, you have a better chance of winning the next one. But again, those powers and things like that can totally change how much things are worth and when they're worth it and things like that. Uh, there are also certain... Uh, I guess abilities or since you don't like the word attribute uh, on the forts themselves <laughs> the way you forts, say it. <laughs> the way I say it yeah it is weird the way I say most things is weird uh, <laughs> when you win the fort certain forts may cause you to be able to win a different fort or swap other things or it may cause you to lose forts that you have in your hand things like that so some of them don't do most of them don't do anything but occasionally a few of them do this continues on until you've gotten through basically all of the cards and all the forts have basically been won this happens two more times so there's a total of three rounds where this happens going through every single fort the game ends in one of two ways either uh one person ends up getting three legion forts those negative value forts are called legion forts if someone happens to get three of them then they immediately win the game so the game ends if one person gets three negative value forts or no one does that and you get all the way through all the forts whoever has the to highest total value of forts 
wins the game. Uh, and if there's a tie, it's whoever has the most forts. And then I know there's another tiebreaker after that, but I, th- I actually stopped reading. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're actually get to that point, uh, I, I, I think I would prefer a shared victory at that point. <laughs> but uh, that that is the game. That's everything. Other than, you, you know, go. what all the numbers do. But we, we'll probably get into that pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so you're just going through I lo- uh, and capturing these forts and uh, trying to use your little army as efficiently as possible based on what everyone else is doing that you are aware of by process of elimination on what they have uh, done. And maybe last rounds, you're kind of guessing what they'll probably do in this round. So obviously, if they have two negative three, the uh, what do they call it? The um, uh, what are the negative threes? The Legion. The Legion. The Is Legion. It Legion. I don't. I just call it the Legions. The Legion. Yeah, forts. Legion Fort. Yep, the Legion Forts. You're like, hmm, I know what you're going for. I'm going to try to prevent you from doing that. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game is pretty straightforward and um, doesn't, you know, blow your mind in the way that it's like doing something amazingly new. But I think what it does, it does pretty well. I uh, actually replaying this one after uh, not playing it for a while. It was kind of fun to get back to. And I kind of forgot how much I like this game. It's just a fun, quick little, um, uh, not not exactly bluffing, but a, a strategy game where you are really trying to gauge what your opponents are doing. You, it's heavily, obviously, based off what your opponents are trying to do and you trying to get away with what you're doing and trying to read each other. And it's over pretty quick, so it plays fast. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really like this game. All right, so should we get into a little bit more of how the playing, uh, the text works? I mean, we have to get into that many specifics, but kind of the the feel of it. Sure, sure. Essentially, all the cards, again, numbered. Uh, Starting with the number one, basically what the one does is that's the one that will steal it. It'll steal the value and make the other value zero. But I think if there's two queens, then they just cancel each other out so they don't actually do their power. Uh, The number two, um, if you have the highest total when you win a fort, you can take any fort in the wall, the wall being all of the forts that are available uh, to to win. Uh, If the number three, and they all have weird little names, this one being Sfjord Mc. Mick, Mick, whatever color you are, red, <laughs> yeah, purple, they're all mix something, gold. yeah, Mick they're red. all mix something. <clears throat> uh, you can rearrange your face down warriors, which I don't think I've ever done because I'm. I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the number four. Uh, if you capture a fort this turn, uh, you can keep that character face up. You can keep them there. Normally, you have to get rid of whatever you won with. Uh, the number five is the archer. If you win, you break the tie if you won by tie, which seems very, I don't know, I guess very rare that that would actually happen. Uh, the number six, uh, you can't capture a fort with the number six which is kind of interesting. Uh, it, it kind of allows you to plan in the future for certain things, I guess. Uh, the number seven is if you don't win and you just revealed the number seven, that means you have to get rid of your, uh, I think it's, is it your lowest value or just any card? You have to get rid of some other card in your, essentially, a face in your up, group. The face one up of your warrior, face yeah. up ones. Yes, one of your so face it, up warriors. And if, yeah, if so that's if you've the got like a have, running, what's right. that? Yeah, if you got like if a that's running the only one you have uh, to get rid of it. 
Yeah. Right. Or if you have like a row, that one's yeah, obviously you want to play that a little later when you or potentially play that later if you've got a running one. Anyway, there's a lot of strategy here, but yeah, that basically yeah. means you got to weaken yourself slightly by playing that um, high value card. Yeah. And then the number nines, which again, there are two of, uh, when you reveal it, uh, if any other player revealed also a nine, they are just discarded. They're gone. So that's part of the reason why there's two of them is so that they, it would happen more often. So if any, multiple or any people play nines, which is the highest value card, uh, then they're gone. So most of the time when you're going, ooh, I really want this one, chances are there's probably someone else who's going, yeah, I really want that one. So then you maybe hold back and don't play the nine. So as you said, it's, it's a game of trying to outwit your opponents of, okay, do I play the nine? Well, I don't want to play the nine because they're going to play the nine. So I'm going to actually play, I'm going to play the one lower. I'm going to play the seven and I probably won't win because they'll definitely play the nine. And after that, they'll do this and hopefully, and then, so basically you're, you're looking at your cards going, where can I best place these? Uh, but for you, I don't know. For me, I am not a huge fan of the game because it's really hard to plan that far out. Like planning yeah. <laughs> six moves out is so difficult. Like I can understand maybe the first, second, maybe third move, but in essence, since your cards stick around or possibly won't stick around, it's really hard to plan exactly what you're doing. Mm. Uh, if if you went in with the strategy of, okay, I'm going to lose the first one because I don't want that one, So I'm gonna, but I want to win the second one and I want to win the third one, like you putting these cards out in certain ways, it's like, all right, well, if you didn't, if, if your plan fell apart on turn one, there's no way your plan is going to come back together on turn two, three, or four. It is falling apart, and nothing is going the way you planned. So it's really difficult. Unless things kind of start going your way, you really have no idea what's happening. And that's kind of frustrating. So when you're planning your 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 warrior placement, it's almost as if you don't care about the last two cards, sometimes the last three cards. You're just going... Eh, maybe this will happen. I guess that might work. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. And so it's 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 largely a free for all. The way I see it, it's hard to strategize, and I don't like that. Although it is, I the the artwork makes it look very playful, and that's kind of the vibe they're going for. So I totally get it. I I, I definitely believe that the card game is doing what it was intended to do, but. I don't know. It kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, I, I get that. For me, I feel like the shortness of it offsets that. Like, this, if this was a longer game, um, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But I feel like the chaos of this game, because I, I agree, it is hard to plan out. But there are some ups and down swings that happen that are just, I don't know, I just find it funny. <laughs> like, it's just kind of funny the way the Romans are, or the uh, barbarians are kind of stumbling all over themselves to get things done. And um, if you can pull it off, like what you're doing towards the end of the row, it feels glorious. But I, I do agree with you that towards the end of the line, it's very hard. But I don't know. I, I always go into it just thinking, all right, I want one of these. <laughs> and if I get that one, all right, I know it. I will I will uh, lobby or plan super hard for that one. And then I will uh, sub plan for something else. But I also think over the course of the rounds um, that you really get a sense of how people are attacking it and you can kind of plan better for those later cards as it progresses. So for me, at least it doesn't it, it's it's quick enough where that doesn't become an issue for me. 
but I get what you're saying. So that's something to consider too, if that's something that you feel would be frustrating <laughs> as you for your type of gameplay um, with this one for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see. What else could we say about this guy? Um, I, not much, really. I mean, Romans Go Home is a very I mean, simple, simple game. It's a very simple game, and I'm totally cool with simple games. I, I enjoy a lot of simple games. I oh yeah, actually yeah. just I just got done playing. A, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit above simple. The one I one I, one I played at lunch today, but it's called like, Arkham it, Horror. I don't know. I've even heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it, the game I played was uh, Broom Service. I think is what I always mess it up. I always say the wrong one. There's a, it's the card game version of a board game, and I think I always say the board game version of it. Uh, but <laughs> I like the games that are quick and simple. But after you're done you want to be like oh oh like even if you if if it's your first time learning you go oh i can totally do better this next time whereas sure. i feel like with this game after you play it, you go all right i might be able to do better but even though i know the game better i don't know how i would do better i think it's just <laughs> like you most games that people play and they like they'll go ooh we got to play another one i think i i i've got it now i know what i'm doing Whereas this one, even if you if you knew what you were doing or if you didn't know what you're doing, you're going, okay, I played that. I I don't see it getting any better than it was that time, <laughs> even though I didn't know how to play that time. You know, <laughs> that and that that that's what I'm what I feel about the game. It's just like, okay, it's fine, it's fun, but I don't feel like, ooh, I'm gonna make it better this time. I can't. There's nothing I can do to make it better. It's just the way the game is. So your first play is basically exactly how your second play is going to go, but you just know the cards better, I guess. Yeah, I feel like this game fits kind of a niche of like just sort of chaotic, kind of silly, crazy games. It's it's more, it's not like way out there, un, unbridled. I have no idea what's going to happen. I might as well just play any random card. But it, but it is like uh, it's just kind of there's a lot of chaos going on, uh, and for me I, I like that so I I kind of lean towards more enjoying that. I will agree though that I'm not like hey let's keep playing this game. <laughs> Once it's over I'm like ah oh, that was fun and stupid. All right let's get to another game, <laughs> and so I, I definitely don't replay this repeatedly. Um, it's just uh, for me at least I just like it's one that I pull out every once in a great while and and kind of revisit. Um, but, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about, um, taking it out, which is the point of this show. Uh, right. So Rums Go Home is going to have some good, uh, check marks on the taking it outside, uh, positive side, the pros, because, uh, two things. One, it is in a tiny little square box. They could have even made the box smaller because it is just a deck of cards uh, and uh, they have they, they a lot made of it for, for those reason. people with fat fingers so if right. you have, if you have really fat fingers box. and you got to get your finger into the box <laughs> it, it you're really going to have no like, problem with this yeah one. it really is enough space for you to grab the deck by putting your whole fing- your fingers on either side and getting them in the box and then pulling it out just, so if, if just paw at it basically <laughs> yeah just grab at it um, but uh, anyway it fits really easily in a pocket or a for sure a bag or something like that but it's definitely a pocket-sized box so that is a huge benefit for it and the other thing is that of course it is in cards and so usually with games within cards are pretty modifiable in layout on the table the one thing that's kind of against it is that you do have to have a very specific grid set up on the game so you're going to have your row of roman forts at the top and then below that you are going to have each player's row 
below that. So you're forming several columns beneath or a column beneath each fort. And those need to be clear what is below what, because as the um, forts are won or lost, um, the cards are, some cards are going to go away and some cards are going to stay there. And so you just need a, a middle ground in the table somewhere that is uh, not going to be disrupted. So even though it's small, that is kind of a downside, I guess. If you could still very much do this, play this game while you're eating, it's just not probably while you're eating a communal food like pizza, where it's just right in the middle of the table and you all have to like meet around it. You probably could have your own plates and have this in the middle of the table and then you're, you're good. But uh, that is what's kind of a little quirk of it uh, for taking out. Um, otherwise, like I said before, it's very fast, and um, you're you're going to be playing this game pretty quickly over the course of a few rounds, and then and then you're probably done. But piggybacking that on what we were both talking about, you're probably not going to make this the game of the night. Once again, it's going to be another one of those games where you might kick off with this or use it as an interlude game. Um, but you're probably going to want to have something else that's more meaty and more. Um, uh, not less chaotic <laughs> to uh, if you're if you're going to go out to play games for any extended period of time. For me, this is just one that you kind of keep in the car or in a bag and just pull it out for if you're in the mood for it. Uh, let's see what else we kind of did go over like the pros and cons of like you know we both sort of leaning slightly different ways with this game, and you can tell it just. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Some people are going to be like, okay, cool. Well, that was okay, but I'm glad we're done. <laughs> some people are going to be like, I really like that, but I'm also glad we're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, up and down. For me, I I, uh, I, I, I form the latter. I, I do like this game, but I am not like playing it again and again and again. After we're done playing, I had fun, and let's play something else. Um, so, uh, I think if you are really frustrated by it's not even luck really because you are all strategically planning it's more just a clash it's almost like a um uh, a programming type game where you are like a galaxy trucker or robo rally or something like that where you are programming your series of events that you think is going to happen and then you're just watching your army uh, fulfill those desires for better or worse. They might be disrupted. They might win something you didn't expect to win, or they might completely fall flat. But it is sort of like a programming game. And so if those games really are something that you don't enjoy, you probably won't like this even a little bit. Um, I, I will, to, to that effect, now that you mentioned the Galaxy Trucker, I can definitely see the comparison. I've played Galaxy Trucker a number of times. Uh, honestly, I am horrible at Galaxy Trucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm terrible. The last, the last game I played of Galaxy Trucker, I scored no points. <laughs> I did so, <laughs> so bad every round. Oh my god! I it was I think in 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 the near nearest like time to now. I don't know how what 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 words those are in English. Apparently, uh, I. It's the game that I'm like, I was so bored the entire game, not because it was a bad game, because I was doing so bad. I'm like, I can't recover. The third round, I'm like, I cannot recover. You're right. No <laughs> way. Unless everyone I am, epically I am, dies. They would, they would have to epically die. And by like, <laughs> after like the second card that came up, I'm like, well, there went my engines. I'm gone. I, I like, it was <laughs> just so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that so, game is a lot of just like zany luck and there's strategy to it, but also you're beholden to the game right. structures. And this has so, a very similar feel. I I guess in a way, if if you like the I, that feel of that zaniness 
to it. This is a very small version of zaniness. Um, yeah. Even I do like Galaxy Trucker. I just wish I was better. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This I feel like there's just something. I wish there was just something a little bit extra with this. And yeah, sure. you can totally you can plan things. I mean, the last game I played, I won. I I planned it well enough to like get all the legions. So like I worked. I was kind of able to read my opponent a little bit. I, I feel like it's a little bit harder when you have more players because like it's like it's kind of easy to know what one other person's gonna do. It's a little bit harder to know what three people are gonna do. Yeah, it's near impossible with four, therefore you're kind of getting way more into that madcapness of it. Yeah. But two I think two I works pretty well as like a uh bluffing game or a, yeah. sort of a bluffing element. To I don't it. mind two. Yeah. I think probably two is probably the best. I, I play it. I played it mostly with two. I played it with higher player counts. And I still enjoyed it, but I, I definitely agree with that. At four, it's just kind of like free for all insanity. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some people like that. Actually, looking at the Board Game Geek page, it's the, the consensus is best at four. So that's kind of funny. Um, so I guess if you're just looking for a crazy insanity, definitely go four. If you want more of a stra- strategic game, uh, you can go with two. But I kind of like that as well, where it's just depending on this game. You know what you're getting into when you break it out. If you want more strategy and just want something to play real quick with two-player, you can grab it and, and have some have a nice little bluffing uh, programming game that's quick. But if you want to just go nuts then and you have four and they're all in the mood for it, you're like, all right, let's try this one. This one's a little weird. <laughs> so You know what I think it might be now that I think about it? Maybe it's too quick of a game. Like in the yeah. games that are kind of zany and madcap, you have that time to be like, Oh, I'm hopeful. I've got like this is so quick. You don't have time to gain hope. It's just like right. nah, whatever, <laughs> you know. And so you don't, yeah. you don't like latch on to things. So that <laughs> I guess, I guess that's one thing to say is if you play those games where you're just like, oh, it just hurts me. I, I get so much hope and then it falls through, and I, I didn't know what else I could do. If if you don't like those games because of the hope. This one right. is great. It's so fast. You don't yeah. have time to hope for the best. Yeah, or also you don't have to watch everyone else play the game that you know you're going to lose. <laughs> that like, too. That's the, that's the bummer about <laughs> Galaxy Trucker, where I also think that's a great game. But it, it, there's the, your experience is very common. We're like, well, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to get in anywhere near first place, much less in contention for anything but last. So I'm just going to kind of watch this game be played <laughs> as opposed to kind of playing it. Right. So I feel like that if, if that's a frustration, this lets you dip your toe into those types of games for a limited time and <laughs> and then get right out. <laughs> so, I do I do have to ask you, how mm-hmm. like you you have a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Last I remember you have a kid. He didn't die still or do. Wait. move out of the house or you know. Yeah. Yep. I saw him okay. today. He's still around. Yep. How how would he enjoy this? Like I'm trying to think. Like maybe this is more of a kids game because I know there's a lot of kids games that are kind of zany and madcap type things. Do, how how do you think he would be able to play this? I you know I bet he would be able to play it. I don't think he'd play it well. Um, I think he's probably still a little too young for. Well, I don't know. Actually, it's very straightforward. I, I I don't think you'd be able to have any semblance of actual strategy, but I think he would enjoy the process of playing this game. Um, okay. But once again, I feel like the unpredictability of what other people are doing, he definitely wouldn't be able to strategize around what other players might do. But um, 
So I definitely would say this is a kid's game for sure, at least a young kid's game. If you're like a middle schooler, they could probably get this just fine. But I could see that, yeah. But um, And actually, that's probably a good point. I feel like maybe a younger audience would, would uh, get a lot out of this. So that, that's also something to consider, too, if you have younger players that are still able to game but um, don't really want to get into super complexity. This is a good option for sure. All right, let's see. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's basically on what we were just talking about. This is kind of why I like this game. It sort of falls in a, in a little area for me that I'm glad I have it, and it scratches that itch of some of that programming feeling without the long, without the problems that can go with those programming games. And and once again, it's so fast, it's just like ah, all right, cool, that was fun, but let's play something else. Yeah, I'm glad we played. Glad we played that, but let's play something else. Like I got, I scratched the itch, and I'm ready to move on. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, yeah, kind of went over pros and cons of who might or might not like this one. Um, I can say right away, this is not a game your mom would like. I, I just the <laughs> the right reading other people and having all the best intentions fall flat would I just feel like immediately put her at odds. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, if if I'm not a huge fan of the game, chances are she doesn't <laughs> like. Not right. not to say that's mutually exclusive. I'm sure there's games my mom likes that I don't like. I guess, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> gotta be right. There's gotta be something. There's, I mean, there's gotta be. <laughs> but uh, no, she would not like this game. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. What else are we missing here? I think we've covered all our bases. Are there any expansions? I don't think so. Not that I know. Uh, as far as I know, no. Um, <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna double check that real quick. I don't. I don't think so. This is. Uh, yeah, there is. There only the only it <laughs> the one and then one and done. Uh, but anyway, you can definitely pick this up. It's uh, you can buy it online. I've, I see it around at game stores. I think it's worth if you can find it for a few bucks. Uh, I think it's worth picking up just to try it, if nothing else. And um, like I said, it kind of scratches a very unique little itch in those small game formats of uh, feeling like large games. So uh, I, I would suggest checking it out if nothing else. Um, yeah, let's see. I think we've done it. That was wow. it. Not only that, but we also learned the difference between tartan and plaid, or at least that they are different. <laughs> <laughs> that they are different. <laughs> yes. I, I don't really know the difference, to be honest, but I do know that tartan and plaid are different things, even though they seem like they're not. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I am, do have a catchphrase today, and uh, let, I will bring it out to you right now. All right. So uh, here it is. If you're cruising for a losing, play Arkham Horror or Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> wait, wait. That that whole thing is the quote. Yeah, that's my whole thing. <laughs> Basically, if you want to if you want to play a game and lose, uh, play Arkham Horror or an Arkham Horror game. And then I remembered after I wrote it that you also get that exact same experience with Robinson Crusoe, the board game, because I don't think anyone's ever won that game. Some games you I, play I, to win, other games yeah. you just play to lose. I have. I also have not won that. I, I think I got close once, and then afterwards, I'm like, oh man, it was so close. And then I realized I was playing it wrong. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I would have been nowhere. Close. Yeah. I almost picked up that game once, and I I, uh, I really want to play it. I've never played it, but I just kept reading about how punishing it is. And I don't know. I, I like hard games. I'm a big fan, Arkham Horror LCG fan, and that game can be punishing as hell. But, like, my God, Robinson Crusoe just seems like a <laughs> uh, just a nonstop, futile, futile activity. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next time, next time I either visit you or you come to visit, we'll play it and we'll we'll suffer in misery together. I guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I do. I'll. I definitely try playing it for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening and let us know your thoughts about Romans Go Home or any other game. And to do that, you can reach out to us in a couple different ways. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, we will catch you on the next episode. Adios. (laughs) Adios. I don't know how to say bye in Latin.